Hello and welcome to a new episode of B2B E-Commerce Accelerated. The B2B E-Commerce podcast that helps B2B sales leaders move more efficiently and cross growth targets. My name is Tim van Hattem, EVP of Enterprise at Sana Commerce. And I'm Ruben Mink, CEO EMEA APEC at Sana Commerce. And today we're your hosts. Tim, what are we going to talk about today? Today, Ruben, we're going to discuss how to overcome internal resistance. So how can B2B sales leaders win the trust of their sales teams, of their sales reps when it comes to B2B e-commerce? I think a great topic, right, for sales leaders. So let's get started. You have maybe a, a nice example of, yeah, sales reps using it or not using it or... Uh, <laughs> I have many, Ruben. Me. Yes, I have many. <laughs> but let me, let me just give you one recent example that we came across. Many of our prospects are struggling, really struggling to get their sales teams to adopt online or B2B e-commerce. And the reasons are various, but one is, uh, for example, one of our customers before they were a customer came to us and said, we are concerned about the adoption of our online platform because mm -hmm. this company was a global company in food manufacturing technology. So uh, fertilizers, that kind of thing was a was significantly large well, global company and had a buy and build strategy. So they acquired multiple different right. companies and merged all those into one. So some sellers were sharing customers, right? One seller was selling product A or product group A and another seller was selling product group B because they just came from a different company. And if they then sold to the same customer, everything was fine. If I sold my product group to the customer, then revenue would be recognized to me. If you yeah. would uh, sell uh, another product, Ruben, revenue would be recognized to you. So what, what yeah. was the concern there? If they would bring all of that online, obviously to provide the customer with the best experience possible, they want to be able to have the customer be able to order everything all in their the offering. Assortment. Exactly, the whole assortment, yeah. at least that part of the assortment that's relevant to that specific customer. And right. what they were concerned about, and rightfully so, is so how are we going to get our sales reps to actively promote the online platform because all of a sudden, if I promote a platform that allows my customer to order products, so will then my right. products and my revenue still be recognized for me? Or am I risking that some of the products may be going to one of my colleagues or some of the revenue may be going to one of the colleagues, right? So this right. is just one example of, of many that we could discuss, but this is, a, well, these are some of the real life examples that we come across every day. Very interesting, Tim. Thanks for sharing. And, and do you feel there was a lot of resistance at that time because of what you're describing, like from maybe individual sales reps? Yeah, well, resistance? yes. So fortunately, this customer, together with our teams, had identified this risk, but they were yeah. genuinely concerned. So if they wouldn't have changed their internal processes also to be able to recognize revenue, even online revenue, to the right sales rep, this would definitely have become a, a, a big problem. This was one of the things that kept them from going online sooner because that was something that they weren't, they weren't comfortable with. But yes, they did change their internal processes also to make sure that regardless what the customer ordered in that portal, revenue would be allocated to that business unit and to that particular sales rep that was representing that part of their business. Right, interesting, interesting. To be honest, Tim, when we talk about resistance, right, and this example that you're talking about, to be honest, in my opinion, this whole concept of internal resistance is also a little bit antiquated, if that's the right word, right? I, I mean, 
which sellers nowadays don't see the need for e-commerce or to do business online with their customers or from a customer perspective, they know they are, first of all, consumers and buyers themselves as well. Exactly. And secondly, they know that it's very normal for a customer to also be able to get information online to, again, to be in touch with their supplier also in an online way. So don't you think it's a little bit, yeah, something no, I... from the past? I don't know. Sellers <laughs> typically also for B2B companies, right? They're just normal people. They're not Luddites. What do you think? No, I, I completely agree. When we're talking B2B buyers, we're talking about the rise of the business consumer, right? And how B2B buyers are digital natives nowadays. And, and well, obviously yeah. the workforce, today's workforce has grown up using technology. The same could be said for sellers, right? I think salespeople that are only using the phone are, are already uh, extinct. I think the majority of the sales force in the world already is very much embracing technology. And that's definitely the case also for B2B sellers. I think... Sellers want to sell. They want to hit their targets. They want to hit their quotas. They want to get their commissions. They want to achieve their goals. And if you yeah. enable them to do so, they are very willing, I expect, very willing to embrace technology. But it has to help them to get to those goals. And if that's not the yeah. case, such as in the, in the example I just gave, then obviously they won't adopt it. I think if you look at your own experience, Ruben, as a seller, if you yeah. were uh, provided tooling or, or, or anything else that wouldn't necessarily help you to hit your goals, yeah, I wouldn't you're not use using it. it. No. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point, actually. That's a good point. I think, yeah, if it works, I would use it, of course. Uh, there you go. To, to get <laughs> to my targets. But yeah, so, okay. So we agree, basically, that the sales reps and the sales force in also in B2B I think they see the need for e-commerce and to work digitally as well, right? I think, however, still we see, yeah, the businesses struggle basically with how to use it. Maybe that's more of a challenge, right? Not the fact that they don't see e-commerce or digital channel playing a role in the relationship that they have with their customers. I think we agree they see it, but they're still struggling maybe how to use it then in the most effective way or in what scenarios do you use online? In what scenarios do you use offline? It serves maybe different purposes, right? And that's maybe a struggle that many businesses have. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, absolutely. So the struggle is real, right? So companies are actually struggling with getting their B2B e-commerce platforms adopted by their sales team. So the struggle is real. I just don't feel like the sales force or the willingness of the sales force to adopt technologies is, say, the root cause of this struggle, right? The root cause oh, of the is. struggle yeah. may be... So if we, if we just concluded that as long as whatever, as long as technology allows sellers to hit their goals easier or quicker or whatever, they will adopt, then if they are currently not adopting, then part of that root cause may be that most B2B e-commerce platforms are not contributing to sellers achieving their goals quicker or businesses right. struggle to get their sellers to see that it actually works. That's also yeah. potentially part of it, of course. Let's dive a lot deeper yeah. into this topic, right? If you're a sales leader listening in, uh, or if you're a sales leader working for a B2B company, and this is one of your challenges or struggles, maybe you have internal resistance in the use of digital channels, maybe the adoption is low, also internally, where would you look at as a first point, or what would you do as a sales leader to address this challenge? Yeah, that's a great question. This may sound like an open door, Ruben, but I think... Reliability is key, right? And, yeah. and it sounds like an open door because, of course, it has to work. 
It has to work for your customer to adopt, but also for your sellers, for your sellers to adopt the portal. Although it's an open door, that's also something that many of our prospects and many of the B2B sellers out there struggle with. Having an online yeah. portal that is reliable is not something that's, that's easy to achieve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you say if the portal is not reliable, then the customers probably have difficulty using it. And then it's also a problem for the sales reps, so they will also not use it. Is that what you mean? Yeah, that's part of it. But look, imagine you are, imagine, well, you don't have to imagine you are a sales leader. You have been a seller. So, but if yeah. you are selling a B2B product yeah. and your company introduces this new B2B uh, commerce portal or this online portal mm-hmm. or website or whatever they call it, and they ask you as a seller to also promote this with your buyers, if this portal is not working or is not mm-hmm. reliable, it's your face, right? You are looked at by the customer. If you are on site with this customer, they probably, if it's not reliable, if it's not working, they'll probably make jokes about it, right? They'll probably say, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. you guys came up with this portal. What's, what, what, what's up with that? It doesn't really work. If I would be selling a B2B product and my company would say, hey, we have this online portal and it, it's not reliable. Typically what sellers do is what I would do as well is make a little bit of fun about it. Well, that's HQ. They spun up this new fashion online portal. You know what? If it's not reliable, that's fine. Just order with me. I got you covered. Right. But the opposite is a little well, bit right? away. The, go a little bit away from the problem, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because, yeah. again, what you want to do as a seller is sell, hit your goals. Yeah. And if, if this unreliable portal, apparently that's the impression your customer has. If that's not adding to achieving your goals, then you won't take responsibility for it typically. You'll probably look at other ways to help your customers buy because that's what you're there to do. The other way around, the same thing is true, right? So if you have this portal or this web store and it's new and you go on site with your customer and one of the first things they say is, wow, really nice, right? Really works. I see my own pricing. I see my own products. Good stuff. Then you'll probably be like, yeah, of course, we did this for you, right? How can I help you to make more use of it? How can I help you? So in both scenarios, Ah, reliability is key. Yeah, definitely. Because I was also thinking about that last example, right? Or that last, that's another side of things. If I would be an account manager responsible for that customer relationship and I have an online platform, which is available actually for me as well to make use of, to basically improve the relationship. So if the customer is happy because they can access more information without all the time being relying on me or customer service internally, right? If they are, like you say, if they are happy about the fact that they can see things online, order things online, then you can also say it positively affects me as well, right? As account manager, because I have a more happy customer. So in that way, you could say it's a big plus for me as a sales rep or account manager that there is an online platform now that is available for all my customers. Exactly. And it's your face, right? So if you are yeah. if you are providing your customer with a great experience, it's also you getting the shine, right? Whereas yeah. you getting the part of my friends getting the shit if it's not working. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, yeah, yeah. as a as a seller, you react to that. Yeah, yeah, that is true. Yeah, and maybe maybe Tim, another topic is more like how to use the platform, right? Because it's not only for ordering or looking up information. I think talking about sales reps and sales teams and how they spend their time. I think sometimes it's also not so well thought of how you can spend your time better as a sales force or as a sales rep when you have an e-commerce platform that functions well, right? Because it can save you so much time, which you can spend on 
more strategic things, have a discussion or maybe a session with multiple people on the customer account side where you are talking about how can we drive new revenues? How can we go to new markets or how can we more successfully launch products that we do, that we launch, right? So maybe the efficiency side of things for sales reps can also be an advantage for them. And sometimes it's seen by some people as maybe a threat to their job, but I would say it can be an accelerator of their job. It can be an accelerator of their performance, right? 100%. I'll give you one example. So what you mentioned is, for instance, repeat orders or replenishment orders, right? So salespeople typically do not like to take orders. Obviously, they like to sell, but taking the actual order is not the greatest part of your job, although that's what you want to do. Of course, you want to have the revenue, you want to have the deal, you want to have the orders, but putting in the actual order is not necessarily the nicest part of your job. And it also limits you to indeed to focus more on what you mentioned, high value sales or upsell or expanding your account base. The example I had in mind is one of our customers is a wholesaler in exotic fruits. Okay. And it's it's a daily fresh product, right? So they have a, a quite a significant sales force. And before they were using, they were first generation e-commerce. This is some years ago when I first spoke to them. Their buyers who are large groceries or smaller grocery stores would then put in their orders on the phone. So their sales reps would be on the phone every day, say between 6 a.m. in the morning till 10 a.m. in the morning, would be on the phone. Peak hour. Peak hour, exactly. Taking orders constantly. And in these hours, they would do pretty much all their sales if they would be able to do that more efficient. So let's say you're a seller and you have the availability of this online platform. You could just process more sales in that same time frame. So you get more revenue. It would be easier for you to hit your goals yeah. as an individual sales rep, right? And at the same time, it would free up more time for you to go on the look for or on the hunt for new customers or right. to have longer conversations with the customers that you do actually speak to about what else it is that they might need or what else it is yeah. that you have to offer to them, right? Rather than to just to take the order and the conversation to pick up your next call. Right, Mm -hmm. which is literally how this went. These guys were on the phone all the time uh, during those peak hours. Yeah, that is so great, actually, that they can use the platform then. It makes their lives easier for the customers. Yeah, exactly. That's a very good example, actually. And you have a lot of businesses, right, that have these high peaks, maybe during the day, but sometimes also seasonal peaks that are there where they can use the help is really welcome from an online channel, I would say, in those peak moments. Exactly. It's that reliability part. Earlier on, we said also we see some companies struggle to convince their sales rep that it's not a threat, but it's actually a tool for them Mm -hmm. to to become more successful. And a quote I once heard about some other uh, in another field of technology, but it applies so, so well to also e-commerce is that e-commerce will not be replacing salespeople, but salespeople using e-commerce will be replacing the salespeople that won't. And that's exactly what it is. If you use it as a tool, if you embrace it to be better, then you'll just be better than other sellers that are not using that technology. That's that's no, what it look, is. Yeah. Tim, I agree. I would almost say to defend the salespeople a little bit, but I don't have to, of course. But it's also a job for sales leaders, right? And I know this maybe struggle also a little bit, but sometimes it's also just as a sales leader, making sure that the right incentives are there, right? And exactly. uh I notice myself as well, sometimes with new programs or new initiatives, you think like, oh, maybe it's resulting in a little bit higher bonus payout or whatever. But 
I would challenge sales leaders on this because with the introduction of Absolutely. the e-commerce platform, this is also such an important component or can be an important part of the job, right? For sales reps in order to use it. If, like you said, one of the examples that it wasn't recognized, maybe, right? For this particular sales rep, because it was an online order through their digital channel. Yeah, that's an example, I would say, where you almost discourage that sales reps are adopting yeah, this, exactly, yeah. uh, right? So I think for all the sales leaders out there, make also sure that uh, you want to make it a success. You want to make a success of e-commerce for your whole business, for your customers. Make sure that you set the right incentives for your sales force as well, right? And don't be penny-wise pound foolish there, but give it a little bit of extra because in the long run, it helps you so much when you get this up and running successfully. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think you know as well as I do that if you if you want to encourage certain behavior, particularly with salespeople, you may have to change it's KPIs or you may have to change com compensation or bonus or whatever. Because if it's not contributing, again, that all comes back to the point that if it's not contributing to them hitting their goals or hitting their numbers and, and getting their, their bonus, mm. then people won't. Because that makes sense, right? That's what they're here yeah. for, to hit those goals. Definitely. So going back to the example that you started with at the beginning, Tim, of this company that had basically multiple companies or branches and these sales reps that were working for each of those individual companies. And then maybe having the challenge of resistance from those sales teams and sales reps working for those individual companies, resistance towards e-commerce because it wasn't maybe recognized. And how would that work with an online platform? To go back to this example, can you share a little bit how they basically took care of the situation and what was their approach and solution maybe? Yeah. Well, it starts with acknowledging the concern, right? Acknowledging the concern of the sales leaders and the sellers. Okay. Right, because we've we've seen so many also so many companies that do not necessarily actively want to marry those two worlds, do not want to bring those two worlds together. It starts with acknowledging that if we do not acknowledge this and if we do not change our processes for our sellers' benefit, in our sellers' benefit or best interest mm -hmm. rather, then they won't accept. So it starts with acknowledging that. Then the second thing is to be able and and willing to to change and adopt the processes. Right. So rather than in their initial thinking, it was like we have our different sellers selling our different product sets to the same customers, and we have mm -hmm. an online portal, right? right? And they changed that thinking to, we have different sellers representing different brands, right. and on top of that, we have a portal that benefits yeah. them all, right? right? So still, if this customer is buying your product, then still that revenue rolls up into your results, rather than to see it as a separate channel, those channels have merged together, which required them to change their sales processes in the back end. But they did. Yeah. And I think that's the only way. But that comes from the top, of course, right? You mentioned yeah. uh, that you wanted to protect sellers. And I think you're right. That comes from the top. So if the leadership or the sales leadership is not willing to first acknowledge and then second uh, Strategic uh, decision. act, yeah, exactly, yeah. Then, then, yeah. then it's not happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Thanks for sharing. So in this example that led in the end, then with this strategic vision from sales leadership and the sales process changes, et cetera, this led to adoption, or do you know anything about the yes. final results? <laughs> yes, so it did. yes, it did. Yes, it did. Yeah, so I, I, don't, I do not necessarily have the exact percentages of this specific mm. case, but uh, yes, it did lead to adoption, um, and as a minimum adoption from the sales team, right? Because they didn't compete against each other again right. any longer. They didn't compete against the online channel. It became one merged 
channel, right? Um, and for, yes. which also ultimately also benefits the customer, right? Because they don't care. I want to say who right. the revenue rolls up to, exactly. right? I just want to buy what say, I need. Yeah, it's much more customer centric as well, right? Exactly. So it's not only driving revenues, but that's what yeah. you want. And in the end, the customer, like you say, they don't care about channels. They care about if they're health in a good and fast yeah. way. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Tim, for sharing. So, yeah, maybe summing up, right, this a whole topic of internal resistance and adoption from sales reps and sales teams when it comes to e-commerce for their customers. What have we spoken about, right? I think, first of all, like you mentioned, Tim, being aware of this topic, right, is the first thing that we discussed. Being aware as a sales leader, but also being aware as a sales rep that you can make advantage of an e-commerce platform instead of that it's a threat maybe to your job or to the things that you're used to. I think we talked about the fact that sales reps in B2B companies are modern people, right? So I think we all see, and they also see the need for digital channels and interacting also online with their customers, but that it's mainly a matter of how they use this to their advantage, basically, to drive goals. And also the role that leadership can play in that, right, Tim? And the reliability, and ultimately, the, the, the reliability ah, of the technology. One. Yeah, exactly. The reliability, right? Because if the customer is not using the web platform or it's not reliable, yeah, then, of course, the sales reps will also have uh, their doubts or maybe don't want to work with it. Because why would you, right, if the customer is already not happy with it? Yeah, mm -hmm. so that's a good point. That comes back to reliability of the e-commerce platform as a whole, right, Tim? Yeah. Anything to add from your side to wrap this up or was this it? No, I think you summarized this perfectly fine. So thanks. All right. Well, thanks, Tim, for this episode. And to the sales leaders out there, hope you learned something about it. And good luck with the adoption of your e-commerce platform. And we see you in the next episode. Bye.